It's here. It's here. It's finally here. GPU prices have fallen quite a bit. So has Tesla's employee numbers and B&H reveals some uh, Apple goodies. So let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the Internet while you enjoy your breakfast. We're going to start off today talking about the fact that Intel's GPU has been spotted in public for the very first time. If you went over to IEM, Intel had their Arc Alchemist limited edition GPU on display for everybody to see. You can see right there. It says limited edition. It says ARC. It's beautiful. Really like the card. Obviously, the all, all black setup makes it look really nice, but we don't know which GPU this is. Intel hasn't really given that details of whether it's the A770 or the A780. But if you look at the pictures, you can see that it has an eight pin and a six pin power connector, which we kind of already knew. But this is likely going to be one of Intel's flagship GPUs that should compete against the RX 6700 and the RTX 3070. We obviously don't have release date or anything like that, but they are showing it off at IEM. I did get a little bit of a hint of when I am expecting these GPUs to launch, but it's not confirmed by any means and I can't necessarily disclose it here. But uh, soon is not what I would call it. Hopefully we get the GPUs. I'm looking forward to Intel stuff. The fact that they're parading it around at physical events is neat. But again, remember that this GPU is limited edition. This is not something they're necessarily going to be bringing out to everybody. And it might only be in limited qualities, especially if it's something like the A770 or A780. They might only have, for example, 770 units of this GPU to make it limited. So just uh, hold your breath on Intel's GPUs. But in case you've been looking on picking up a GPU, maybe don't hold your breath completely, uh, but also continue to watch the prices decline because uh, they've dropped an average of 15% in May. According to Tom's Hardware, who's tracking all of this data across all of the different websites where, you know, GPUs are being sold, whether it's eBay, Newegg, Amazon, all of those places. And what they have found is that prices are dropping 15% on average from April. Uh, there's only two AMD GPUs right now that are above MSRP, which is the 6800. 6800 XT and most of the 30 series is still above MSRP, but the 3050 and 3080 10 gig are marked up by about 20% right now. Nowhere near the doubling of prices that we saw earlier in the year towards the end of last year. It's good to see that the prices are coming down. They're still continuing to drop. I know I've heard in the comments that a lot of people are just like, yes, let the prices continue to fall, especially with new stuff coming out. I want these things dirt cheap. You had to wait so long for them that you're not going to buy them right now until they're half of MSRP. Uh, let me know if that's your sentiment down below in the comments. And the sentiment of the crypto stonks market is, uh, what's going on? Bitcoin up 0.69%, which I guess is nice enough, but it's below $30,000. It was, it had a wild Sunday up past 30,000 down a couple hundred bucks to be at 29,800. It's been fluctuating all weekend. It's not necessarily in a great place. Ethereum up 2% to be at 1810 and Dogecoin up 0.24% to be at 8.1 cents. But if you're in the crypto mining business, uh, New York might not be the place where you're going to want to open up a shop with a bill passing through the New York State Senate, which will put a moratorium on all new Bitcoin mining operations or any other mining operation that happens to use a proof of work algorithm. This has to be passed over to the governor's desk in order for it to be signed. But the moratorium only applies to ones that are running on carbon based power sources. So anything that's using renewables won't be affected by this moratorium. And while it is in place, New York is going to carry out a study on the environmental impact of proof of work and all of that in order to understand the viability 
of it. Obviously, with Ethereum allegedly being poised to switch to proof of stake in August, it's not necessarily uh, going to affect a ton of miners, but Bitcoin obviously being the primary proof of work one. And New York has been a recent bastion for miners, especially with cheap electricity from hydroelectric and all of that. However, according to other reports, New York Bitcoin miners are starting to look elsewhere because of the increasing regulation that's starting to take place. But maybe there should be some increased, at least a uh, lockdown on what's going on with the Board 8 Yacht Club because there was another uh, vulnerability that happened over the weekend that was found where a phishing attack made it so that they lost 200 Ethereum worth of NFTs because a community manager got his account compromised and because there weren't fail safes in place when he the, the hacker actually posted a phishing link where there was a giveaway happening, people transferred their NFTs and uh, yeah, $357,000 at the current trading price is gone because uh, people like free stuff and uh, social engineering is just like the hardest thing to protect against. There are fail safes you can put in place, but nobody is immune from social engineering if it is done correctly and if it is done well, you won't even notice until it's over, which it seems like that was what the community wanted when it came to Morbius. We didn't know such a great, beautiful film had graced our eyes while it was in theaters and there were so many memes that were coming out about how it was Morbin time and it was the best film ever released and it, it, it made more billions of dollars and so Sony saw all of that and was like these people love our movie we got to re-release it to them so they did it was released to a thousand more theaters but it only made 85,000 more bucks on Friday which brings its total domestic uh, box office to 73.6 more billion dollars not necessarily the definition of success on a movie that likely after marketing costs etc probably cost northwards of a hundred million dollars but you know maybe there's some hope in the future Sony executives obviously being hilariously out of touch with just the culture and thinking that, oh, because people are making fun of our forgettable movie. It's not even so bad it's good. It's just like so bad. It's like it doesn't have that redeeming quality from what I've heard. I've not given Sony my money. I've pirated it. I don't have no desire to go see this movie. Anyways, memes popped up. Jared Leto participating in this meme by showing a fake script of Morbius 2. It's Morbin time, uh, which they use the Curb Your Enthusiasm music for. I guess since Jared Leto got in on the meme, it kind of killed it. Nobody's going to see this thing. When will the executives learn? I don't know. But Tesla's executives learning that uh, Elon Musk get rid of 10% of their workforce with him putting out an email and a tweet saying that uh, he has a super bad feeling about the economy. That's what he said in an email to his executives. So they're laying off 10% of their salaried workforce, which it's not quite clear how many people that is. Tesla employs about 100,000 people. So a raw 10% cut would be 10,000, but because it's only salaried employees where people get benefits and all of that kind of stuff, and it's actually more expensive to keep them. Uh, if you have a super bad feeling about the economy, you just got to get rid of them. Anyways, Elon Musk clarifying that the 10% is only for salaried because they have been overstaffed in many areas. Very different than the uh, I got a bad feeling setup, but that this does not apply to anyone actually building cars, battery packs, or installing solar. Hourly headcount will actually increase. So Tesla not doing poorly, but also if you got a bad feeling, man, you just got to shake it out and just get rid of people. 
it's the way to do it, which is how Ubisoft's treating the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. They got a bad feeling about it. They showed it off. It looked like a horrible PS3 game when it was a remake, not a remaster. They like built it from the ground up. It looked atrocious, especially for something that was supposed to release in 2020. Uh, it got pushed back to 2021. We're currently sitting in 2022 with an anticipated release date of 2023. But think again, Ubisoft saying uh, they're no longer targeting a financial year 2023 release. So this was obviously a bad setup of a remake and I, I would play it. I would get it if it was good, but it did not look good. So if they're taking this time to make a really good looking game, maybe, but it's Ubisoft. They're very similar to the Sony movie execs where they're just like, hey, we can get by by doing nothing. Let's just do nothing. However, Sony's gaming department seems to understand people just a little bit better. They had their state of play on Thursday. We didn't cover it because it happened after I filmed Friday's episode of Hot News, but we got some cool details like Spider-Man remastered coming to PC in August. This is a big deal because it's one of the PS4 exclusives that people really love. And so it coming to PC really shows Sony's dedication to the PC market and releasing games. They also further clarified that Spider-Man Miles Morales will be in anticipating a fall release on PC. So gamers will be able to get their hands on both of those games over on PC. I still think that we're a ways away from day one PC releases like God of War Ragnarok is gonna be on the PlayStation 5 for likely six months to a year before it ever comes out onto the PC. I just, that's the feeling that I have. But if we could get Gran Turismo on PC, Come on, Sony, I'll give you my money. Sony also showing off some details on Final Fantasy 16. We got gameplay from that and a release window of summer 2023, which goes against all of the rumors we were hearing a while ago that it was like almost done and almost ready to come out. We were totally gonna get it this year. That, that, what the screen has given, given us a reality check on that bad boy. Anyways, the gameplay, it looks pretty good. They have the Devil May Cry combat director actually working on this. So it actually has combat that's relatively uh, reminiscent of Devil May Cry. I'm excited for the game. I'll check it out when it does come out, but it's already been confirmed that will be a PS5 and a PC, but it is not a first party title. That is a third party title. So it coming out on PC, not necessarily such a revelation, but we also got revelation of the Callisto protocol, which looks to be like a spiritual successor to Dead Space coming out on December 2nd. There was also details of a Resident Evil 4 remake happening. Resident Evil 8's coming out to PSVR 2. We got a gameplay demo of the Horizon game that's coming out for PSVR 2. The state of play was like, all right, I was expecting a little bit more, but it, it was fine. And you might be expecting some stuff from Apple today because they have their WWDC conference where we're expecting an overhaul of iOS, iPadOS, all of that good stuff. WWDC is usually software focused rather than hardware, but B&H may have spoiled that because they released product listings on their website for new devices from Apple, like the Mac Mini, with an M2 processor, as well as something that's the Mac Mini Tower with an M1 Pro processor, something that we haven't actually heard of. This could potentially be a replacement for the Mac Pro, the M2 processor, we don't know if that's actually gonna be real. The event's actually taking place at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, so you can tune in for that, and all Apple's gonna be revealing at WWDC. We only got a few hours to find out, so. 
hold your horses. And NVIDIA doesn't want to hold their horses. They want to release the horses into the wild. A flowing field of powerful horses just rushing out of the power supply to consume all of the juice that your electrical outlet can give you. The RTX 4060 now being rumored to have more power draw than the RTX 3070. This is coming out by a well-known leaker that it's going to just be more power hungry than the 3070, which is absolutely crazy. The 3070 Founders Edition consumes around 220 watts, so this could put it in the 250 to 350 watt region. With all of the rumors we've heard of doubling from the 40 series, I, I mean, if, if we got you know, an RTX 3090 level performance for 350 watts of power consumption in a 60 class card, that would be great. Is that gonna happen? Probably not. Like the rumors are oh, really extravagant and almost too good to be true. But you know, uh, we're, we're, we're allegedly only having to wait about one more month when NVIDIA is gonna give us details in mid July of the RTX 40 series. So hold out for that as well, my friends. I'm gonna hold onto the supple air as I leave you for this episode of Hot News because tech news is done. <laughs>